welcome back to the Rock and Ramble podcast, where we talk about all your favorite bands from the 70s, 80s, 90s, before and after. I am Andrea. And I am Victoria. And we are your hosts. And we are so excited to be with y'all for this episode of the Rock and Ramble podcast. We hope that y'all have been enjoying it so far and uh, just bear with us as we get through all the kinks of these first couple of episodes. If, if we're awkward but... in person like this, that's just going to translate to a, our podcast. So you have no idea how many edits we've had to do. I know. So this episode I'm really excited about because we are going to be talking about Def Leppard. Woo! I'm sure everybody knows this. They're an English rock band. So they originated from Sheffield, South Yorkshire, or Yorkshire, I'm sorry. Um, I think it's just England. Yorkshire. <laughs> Yorkshire. Oh, I don't know. But I don't know. I think. Um, but Def Leppard, they were a large part of the like new wave of British heavy metal. Um, there was a movement in the early, like, 1980s of this British heavy metal, and Def Leppard was a, a huge part of that. So, kind of like we were talking about in prior episodes, the members of the bands, they interchange quite a bit. So, bear with me as we go through these. You've got Joe Elliott, who was the lead singer, Rick Savage, a uh, bass guitar player. Originally, Tony Kinning was playing drums, but he was replaced by Rick Allen in 1978. We'll talk more about Rick Allen later. Pete Willis uh, played guitar. He was replaced by Phil Collins, not to be confused with <laughs> Phil Collins. This is not plural. Just <laughs> this is just Phil Collins. Uh, so he was replaced in 1982, and then uh, Vivian Campbell joined in later. He played guitar. Um, Steve Clark also, they had a lot of guitar players. Um, Steve Clark also played guitar. He was one half of the Terror Twins with Phil Collin. Um, but he actually passed away in 1991 from alcohol poisoning mm. at the age of 30. So Man, that's that young. Was, yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, um, him and, like I said, him and um, Phil Collin were, like, best friends and... They had been known as the the Terror Twins, so it was just a, a really sad time for them. But um, before that happened, we'll go back to when they formed. So the band formed back in 1977, originally under the name Atomic Mass. And it at that time, it consisted of Rick Savage, Tony Kenning, Pete Willis, and Joe Elliott. Um, in 1978... Tony Kenning left the band. He was the the drummer, and he went and formed the band. Do you know Caro, the band Caro? It sounded really familiar, mm. but I was like, maybe I would know familiar, if, yeah, if I heard some of their... I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but what's really interesting about this is that Tony Kenning was the drummer for the band, and in 1978, he was replaced by Rick Allen, who, at the time, was only 15 years old. What? Yeah. Rick Allen's mother responded to an advertisement placed in the paper, which Again? we talked about before, too. Uh -huh. Like, so many, yeah, so many bands found their members like that. Um, so his mom responded to an advertisement on his behalf, and uh, he became the new drummer for uh, Def Leppard. Man. And so he, he actually got the gig on his 15th birthday, 
And so basically he's like a 14 year old. (laughs) So he got the gig on his 15th birthday. And by the time he was 16, Def Leppard was opening for ACDC. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Like the coolest 16 year old ever. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, But more on Rick Allen. He's probably, probably the most famous of all of Def Leppard. Everybody I think knows that, um, the drummer lost an arm. So Mm -hmm. Def Leppard is known as having uh, a one-arm drummer, which is crazy because it seems like you would need both arms to be a successful drummer in a band like that. But um, it was on New Year's Eve in 1984, so right on the cusp of 1985, that he lost his arm at the age of 21. Um, Now, do you know how he lost his arm? Um... I thought it was a car crash, but I don't know. It was. It, okay, oh, yeah. I'm going to get a little gruesome here, so <laughs> bear with us, listeners, and if you don't like uh, details, gruesome details, you might want to skip ahead for this, <laughs> but basically what happened, so he's driving in his new, I believe it was like a Corvette he had gotten, and he's driving with his girlfriend, it's New Year's Eve, he's 21, so... You can do the math. When he attempted to pass another vehicle, there might have been a little bit of road rage going on. Um, But he attempted to pass another vehicle. He lost control of his Corvette. It rolled, like, into a field. Um, I think maybe it hit a wall. But basically, he was wearing his seatbelt. They both were. He was wearing his seatbelt. His seatbelt came undone. As it was rolling, he was thrown through the sunroof about 150 yards into the field. But, and this is where it gets graphic, so skip ahead no, if you don't want to hear this. This is the graphic part. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as he was thrown, his arm, his left arm got caught in the seatbelt and it stayed with the car. <laughs> so his body was thrown, his arm was severed, and his, it was from the seatbelt. So the seatbelt saved his life and also took his arm. <laughs> Um, and his other arm was broken. I mean, he was, he was in bad shape. He was in a coma for about two weeks after the accident. Um, and something that I didn't know is that the doctors were initially able to reattach his arm, but (laughs) yeah, but being that it had been severed for so long and like out in a field, um, it became severely infected. And so they had to re-amputate it. So basically he woke up from a coma. Yeah, he woke up from the coma and he was missing an arm. And you can only imagine as a drummer, a young drummer in a successful band, that is earth shattering, right? For sure. Um, But despite the loss of his arm, he continued to drum for Def Leppard. And this, they're another one of the bands where they were like, these are our members And if you're not in the band, then we're not going to continue. And so they Mm. waited for him to get back. Yeah. So this happened right on New Year's of 1984-85. And he made a full return to the band in 1986. Dang. After, yeah. So he wasn't even gone that long. He started using a custom electronic drum kit so he could use his legs, his feet to do much of the drumming that he'd done previously with his left Mm -hmm. arm. Um, And he became known as the, the thunder God. (laughs) That's (laughs) Um, a cool name. I hadn't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
And so another thing that um, I wanted to note here is that his girlfriend who was in the car with him, um, Miriam Bairdenson, she survived the accident. So that was good. And they actually stayed together for like an additional eight years. Mm. Um, And she is now an animal rights activist and author of Love Delight, a (laughs) vegetarian cookbook. So if you are a vegetarian, she couldn't say call it love bites. Like my gosh, I know. Come on, it was right there. At least love delights. It was right there for you. Come on, Uh, it was right there. Yeah. Well, she. It seems like she might have like sold some memorabilia from when they were together. Mm -hmm. Um. So she she did get her little Mm -hmm. her little chunk of change for for being with him. But so, um. But yeah, all of that I thought was like a super crazy story. Um. And it's funny because I was watching some music videos uh, from them and he he has two arms in a couple of the music videos <laughs> from their their earlier. It, it's just weird yeah. um, because you're you're not expecting it, right? So like some of the earlier uh, music videos that they made prior to the accident happening, He's there drumming away, and I was like, I just look up, and I'm like, oh, he has two arms. <laughs> um, and something interesting, he's just a really interesting person. Um, he drums barefoot, so he said it mm. makes him more connected, if it makes him feel more connected to the earth, and I guess some drummers do that. But in all the music videos, if you pay attention, he, I mean, most of them are, like, he's just wearing, uh, like, undies. Uh, mm. brief boxers, whatever. Um, but he's barefoot. Um, and then also he holds his his drumsticks in a what's called like a traditional style. Uh, and I talked to a professional drummer to get this. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Blackman. Thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, there's a couple of different ways to play the drums and this style comes from like back in the civil war where they would have the the drum kit like off to the side mm-hmm. kind of at an angle mm-hmm. and so his left hand would be holding the drumstick kind of um facing upwards where his oh. right hand would have an like an over the top grip and so a lot of drummers just have like have transitioned to both just having like over grips mm. but if you watch in the videos he still does the his left hand doing the wow. under grip I guess um, which is a more traditional style of drumming um, so that was really interesting and that's the arm that he lost so then you know after that obviously he's doing the one arm drumming but it is like crazy and I watched an interview with him um, it was actually post pandemic I watched this interview with him um, and they were talking about his drumming style and like his, they showed the drumming kit and he's like, yeah, if I want to make these beats or make it sound like this, he hits, he has like so many pedals at the bottom that he can use his feet Gosh. to hit and yeah, make it sound like something else. And it's just really, I mean, watching it, it I mean, we've talked about like how we are not <laughs> musically inclined at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had... I'm not sure if we already talked about this in the podcast or not, but we can go ahead and talk about it again. Sorry, listeners, if you've already heard this story, but uh, Victoria and I were both in band. Mm -hmm. Um, I started 
playing instruments at the age of sixth grade. I think it was sixth grade. Uh, so they basically, in sixth grade, they auditioned you for to play the music instrument that you wanted. So you could pick three instruments and you go into a room and you play them and they tell you which one you got. Mm-hmm. So for my list, I well, I really wanted to be a flute player. So I was like, yep, I'm going to be a flute player. And so I didn't care about my other two. And my dad was like, oh, it'd be really cool if you were a saxophone. Okay, whatever. So I put alto sax as my second. And then um, my third, I had trumpet. Because I was like, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be a flute player. <laughs> well, then I go in there and I can't for the life of me make a sound on the flute. <laughs> and so I end up playing the saxophone and looking back it was really cool and I wish I would have stuck with it and I wish I would have like appreciated the impact that I could have had like if I would have listened to some of the music especially the 80s music was like heavy on the sax Mm -hmm. um you know I, I feel like maybe I would have gotten more into it but I didn't and so I only played it for a year or two, and then I switched over to the clarinet because my sister had played clarinet before that, and she had quit band, so I took over her clarinet and um, played that for a year or two, and then that was it. I was done with with music, and now I can't remember how to read music, (laughs) but luckily I married a musician, so hopefully our kids will get his talent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was also in band. Um, The tryout that she was talking about, though, I completely missed that. So sixth grade is the year that I moved to that district school wise. Mm-hmm. I was already living there, but um, I didn't know about the tryouts or my parents didn't. Something was lost there. I don't know exactly what, but um, I don't even know why I chose the clarinet. I, I truly don't. I don't know if my dad at some point was like, this one's the cheapest or what, but I ended up playing clarinet. And I wish I would have thought about it because I think going into it, the sax would have been really cool. That's what my mom played in high school. And she would have, I'm sure she would have loved if I played that. Or I don't see how I could have managed it. But I feel like playing either the drums, like anything percussion or trumpet would have been amazing. Of course, guitar and piano. But I feel like those aren't the like main ones in you know, middle school bands and stuff. So I, to this day, I think drumline's like the coolest thing when oh, you yeah. attend games. And I mean, you were, you probably remember, do you remember when drumline would come out and we were at football games and we would, <laughs> we would do the, the trumpet, I mean, sorry, the trombone actions. Do you remember that when they had those really cool little choreographed, like up, down, oh, side, side, yes. and we would roll up our yes. football programs and just like, reenact it because it was like the coolest thing but anyways that's not quite drumline I don't know how I got there but I also think of (laughs) the drumline whenever they would come out during games and I was like man that is the coolest thing and I wish I had that talent and yeah Yeah. so clarinet lasted one year for me wasn't a huge fan I did learn to read music at that time but like you I didn't remember any of it and I know my husband whenever I started trying to teach myself piano he was like I thought you played and I was like this all these little things on the paper mean nothing to me now. Nothing. Like nothing. I, yeah, that's none of it carried over at all. Like 20 years later. Nope. So. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, yeah. And you'd think I would have uh, picked something up uh, from Craig playing his music and like watching him. But 
No clue. Mm-mm. Not not a dang clue. So that, you know that's why I'm always so surprised or not surprised but like wow, impressed with when Jessica. So one of our other really oh, good friends, yeah. um, Jessica, she's married to a musician Nelson who plays several instruments yes. and sings also, and she can do. She won't do it in front of us, which we have to make her do it. We've gotten her to do it like one time. Playing, and it was awesome. yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. You can just like play now, like you. I, I don't know. That the was trick is cool. to get her drunk first. Well, I want to hear her <laughs> sing. She said she won't sing in front of us, and she like did some oh, little parts, yeah. and that that's what I want to hear. Damn it, Jessica. <laughs> I think they're working on an album. Uh, yeah. They were supposed to be working on a on a relief album um, for Hurricane Harvey, mm-hmm. I believe, because uh, they were almost affected by that. They live in Beaumont. Mm-hmm. Um, their address yeah, is... No, I was like, how much? <laughs> <laughs> how much information are we going to give? No. Um, yeah, they they were working on an album. I don't know how far they're, if they're still working on it, but I am so looking forward to hearing that because it was awesome to see her play the mandolin, right? Mm -hmm. It was, it was the mandolin. And if you go into Nelson, her husband, if you go into his, his music room, it's just lined with guitars, like every single kind of guitar all over. So it's really cool. And he can play them all and he can play them all really well. So that's kind of really awesome. what I was hoping. I was like, oh, you know what? Let me teach myself piano. And then once I learn to read the music, I'll be like, oh, I can transfer this skill now to other instruments. And uh, <laughs> it's like really hard for me to get past the basics. <laughs> so I am not, I mean, not that I'm doing bad. I'm not doing poorly, but it's just the little progress I've made has been really hard. Like I have to like so much effort for me to get not very far. <laughs> Okay, so back to Def Leppard. Uh, we're just going to kind of wrap it up a little bit. Where are they now? They are actually still recording new music. They're not just touring. They are still recording new music, which is crazy because they started in the 70s. Um, but they are currently on tour with Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett. Um, Man, what a over... <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, over their... Um, Time is a band. They've released 10 original studio albums. That's not including, um, you know, like best of and special albums. It's 10 original studio albums, which compared to some of the other artists that we've covered so far, that's quite a bit. Um, so good on, good on them for, for still working at it and being the ages that they are and still just enjoying so much what they do that they're still making new music. So that's awesome. Um, So they had already had uh, three albums under their belt when Rick Allen had his accident. Um, I think I was talking about that a little, a little bit ago. So they had on through the night, high and dry and pyromania Mm -hmm. and pyromania is the one that has photograph full in rock of ages. So those are the, the videos I was watching. Yeah. Those are the videos, and I think it was full, and, and they're like, fuh, 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 fuh. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, he has two arms, mm-hmm. and he's barefoot. And then, so he lost his arm in 19, at the beginning of 1985, he came back to the band in 86, and then, get this, Hysteria was released in 1987. Man. And Hysteria is arguably Def Leppard's best album. Um, he's just a work Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely their most, um, their best-selling album to date. It's got 
so many good uh, songs. It's got Rocket, Animal, Love Bites, mm. Pour Some Sugar on Me, and of course Hysteria. Um, and like Heart, Def Leppard was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame in 2019. Um, really? Which is recently. really awesome yeah. for them. Yeah, that was really awesome. But the greatest thing, the, the really cool part of it was that they were inducted by Brian May of Queen. Hey! So, yeah. Um, so that was, that was really cool. And I was going to make a point to go and watch the clip of them getting inducted. And I started to watch it. Um, and I got like two or three minutes and I'm, you know, I'm in the kitchen. My kids are running around in the background and I got like two or three seconds into Brian May's speech and he's already saying like, fuck shit. I'm like, oh, click, click, click. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of my kids running around, um, as a parent, I am extremely, extremely proud that my kids have some knowledge of this kind of music already. I've been trying to instill it in them. In fact, before <laughs> my daughter, Nora, was even born, she's six now, and before she was even born, I had been making a pregnancy journal, you know, just how I was feeling, blah, blah, blah. And in the back of the pregnancy journal, I made a list starting, I think I started in the fifties and mm -hmm. I was just writing down like that. all of my favorite songs from the decades. And I was like, I am going to make her a, a list, like, um, a playlist of music. So she will know mm -hmm. what good music is because inevitably she's going to be singing whatever comes out when, you know, she's older, which she, she does uh, some, she requests some, you know, music from movies that she's watched and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, every now and then I'll catch her walking around singing like, shot through the heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's my girl. Oh, the best. Um, but, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I'm just really, really proud of that. And Jack, what's really funny about him, he just turned five. And when he was in the womb, I would play, <laughs> I would play, um, Fleetwood Mac and particularly dreams by Fleetwood mm. Mac. And he would move around so much and I'm not making this up. I promise I'm not making this up, but he would move around so much. And then, uh, he was maybe like two years old and he's, I have this video of him. He was about two years old. And I was like, Hey, Alexa, play Fleetwood Mac. And she's like, okay. And she starts playing it and he's sitting at, <laughs> at our table. And as soon as she starts playing this music, he start he makes this face like crinkled up, like, Oh, this is good. And starts like rocking into it. <laughs> and I think I've showed you this video, but I, it made me laugh so much because I feel like that's what he was doing in the womb. <laughs> like how he was moving all over yeah. the place. But, and now he just runs around. Like I said, he just turned five. He runs around and some of his favorite songs are Thunderstruck by ACDC. He loves Pour Some Sugar On Me. And <laughs> him and Nora, <laughs> him and Nora will be uh, in the car just singing and then all of a sudden they're like i'm hot sticky sweet from my head to my feet i'm like this is okay and you know what this summer in texas fine. they might be <laughs> and they they sure are sticky sweet. oh my gosh yeah i need to clean my car by the way i always i 
always said I was not going to be that mom that has like the crazy back, you know, back, um, rear seat, like melted crayon stickers. Mm -hmm. For the most part, it's not, but my goodness, they are messy little beings. (laughs) (laughs) They're so messy. Uh, so I need to, speaking of, uh, sticky sweet, I need to clean the back of my car. (laughs) I feel like the Def Leppard songs besides pour some sugar on me because that one's like just huge i feel like the other one is love bites that when i talked about on a different episode i think the cinderella episode when i talked about my uncles and just like cookouts and stuff love bites is one of those that i can just so clearly picture being outside Mm -hmm. with like the porch light on in there singing drunkenly and Mm -hmm. I'm just like you know in my little eight-year-old like love bites and like singing it with so much gusto and just I don't know that's one that specifically I really remember that one and I like that one so good something funny about the pour some sugar on me music video is uh Joe Elliott the singer he is wearing a Def Leppard t-shirt which I thought was really funny because the, the music video is of them performing on stage. Mm-hmm. And as he's performing, he's repping his own band, which is, I always thought was like a faux pas of bands oh. <laughs> um, to like, you know, wear your own, your own band like shirt merch. or like other yeah. bands. Yeah. Um, not, not supposed to do that, but he's like very proud of it. And like, uh, it cuts to some scenes of them like rehearsing and he's got like a sweatshirt on. He's like pointing to it. And I like, just thought that was kind of funny. But that if you go and watch the Pour Some Sugar On Me music video, his outfit is like, so it's the Def Leppard shirt, but it's of course like cut, uh, the sleeves are cut off. And so it's kind of like a muscle shirt. Mm-hmm. And then he's got like these heavily, heavily shredded denim jeans, like light denim jeans. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, I was like, I really want to wear that outfit. <laughs> like, I wish, <laughs> I wish that I could rock that outfit because it was actually cool. really cool. Yeah. I'll so have you'll have to go yeah. look. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that our moms rocked that oh, same man. exact outfit at the time and just killed it. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty jealous that, I mean, I guess I could try, but. (laughs) You know what? Half of it is the the confidence with which you wear it. (laughs) I was going to say, I'll do it in the privacy of my home. I was like, I I won't try it. I'm talking about confidence, the, which I have none of. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, um, okay. So now the one hit wonder spotlight (laughs) <laughs> this one came on the radio and I was like, oh, yep, that's going to be my one hit wonder. Mm. It is Rock Me Amadeus <gasps> by Amadeus, Falco. Amadeus, 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 yes. Amadeus, Amadeus. Oh, I forgot about that oh, song. Oh, oh, Amadeus. Yeah. And so that one, it's by Falco. Um, but he, so he's an Austrian musician and his name is like Johann Hans mm-hmm. Holzel. Holzel. Um, but he's an Austrian musician and apparently he had several international hits, including Rock Me Amadeus, but he also had, uh, Der Commissar and Vienna Calling, Jenny, The Sound of Music with a K. Um, uh, I don't know any of those songs. No. So I consider him a one hit wonder because when I hear Falco, I think 
rock me Amadeus. And then I think of the movie That's Amadeus. what I was going to say. I was like, I can picture that movie really clearly. Yes. And some of the parts where I'm like, why was I watching this so young? Like, uh, <laughs> right. There's some right. iffy parts for sure. <laughs> there are so many. I mean, here I am letting my kids sing like I'm hot, sticky, sweet for my head to my feet. Yeah. So I guess I can't really talk too much. But yeah, I feel like I watched... Amadeus at a very young age, and it's a very provocative yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I but, think. That's funny. I mean, it's the same yeah. name, so it's not that crazy that we both went there, but it's... Yeah. No, yeah, but... And I don't know if the if the song is actually in that movie. Uh, um, I don't think did they so. do it at, like, the like end or something? Music, well, I know, like, I know. Like, Amadeus. <laughs> I know Mozart did... <laughs> But, um, yeah, so that was my, my one hit wonder for this, this episode. And it's, now I need to go watch that movie again and make sure that my kids don't watch it till they're like 30. Yeah. 30. (laughs) So, all right. Well, that wraps up this episode of, uh, the Rock and Ramble podcast. We're glad you hung out with us and we hope that you are enjoying these podcasts. If you're listening and you're like, man, I really wish they would cover this band or, you know, they were talking about this and I I was at that concert or something, let us know. Leave us some comments and let us know what's going on with y'all and um, we'll be happy to, to look into, you know, we're going to be doing hopefully this for a while yeah so we'll get there's a plethora of material for us to cover so i'm sure we'll get to your request sooner than later but let us know if you're enjoying it or you know what you think we could be doing better because we always strive to please (laughs) 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 so she's not wrong until next time (laughs) rock out and ramble on bye